Hi, I'm Val Hart in San Antonio, Texas, founder of Val Hart and Friends at ValHart.com. Welcome to The Real Dr. Doolittle Show, the show for animals and the people who love them. I've been called a real-life Dr. Doolittle many times in my career as an expert animal communicator, behaviorist, pet psychic, and master healer. My mission and passion is to improve the lives of animals the world over by helping humans learn how to speak their language, how to understand their viewpoints, and heal. After all, our love of animals helps us be better humans, and the more balanced and healthy we are, the more balanced and healthy they can be, too. Be sure and look for my CDs on iTunes, and to find out more about my work and to receive your free Quick Start Animal Talk course, just go to my website at valhart.com. While you're there for a limited time, you can also apply for a complimentary Happy Animal Assessment Session. And if you want to learn how to be your own Dr. Doolittle, check out the world's first complete animal communication made easy system available now on my website at valhart.com. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Val Hart, the real Dr. Doolittle, and today I'm talking with Renee Coltson. And Renee is going to talk to us about the reconnection, how to heal others, heal animals, and heal yourself. Welcome to the show, Renee. Thank you, Val. It's really nice to be here. Great. So what, my first question is, how did you come to do the reconnection work with Dr. Eric Pearl? Tell us a little bit about how about your journey and how you got here. Well, my journey was up until 2000, the year 2000, when I met Dr. Eric Pearl. I was a Reiki master teacher for 12 years. And I say that I was cosmically dragged to the seminar in San Diego. There wasn't a book at the time. I really didn't know anything about the work, but I got a call from a friend of mine who had heard Eric on Coast to Coast AM radio. Mm-hmm. And I, she said, well... She was going to go to the seminar in San Francisco and two other Reiki master teacher friends of mine. And I said, oh, you know, I don't do seminars. And frankly, for three days, I could not stop thinking about whatever it was that I was missing. Mm. So ultimately, I did end up going to the seminar, not in San Francisco, but into another city. It was really quite an experience, life-changing. And when I came back from that seminar, things had changed for me and... I basically stepped out of Reiki and started doing this work fully wow. not too long after that. So, And I have to say that my experience with Reiki for those 12 years was beautiful. I loved Reiki, but really it's true. This is more, it is different than anything that's been here before on the planet. I have quite a long resume of different healing modalities that I learned throughout my career, but Reiki was the one that I really became attached to mm-hmm. until I met Reconnective Healing, these new frequencies of healing cool. in 2000. So what is Reconnective Healing? Let's, let's get a baseline. What is Well, that? Reconnective Healing is basically we refer to this as a full spectrum, a more comprehensive bandwidth of frequencies that goes beyond energy. You know, the planet for eons of time, the old paradigm healing modalities were interacting basically with universal life force energy. In fact, Reiki means universal life force energy, and and healing modalities worldwide were based on tapping into universal life force energy. My first question when I went to that seminar in the year 2000 was, I don't get it. How do you go beyond that? 
<laughs> I just couldn't wrap my head around it. Okay. Well, I certainly can wrap my head around it now and understanding that the planet is in a state of change, that we are evolving, that the the universe has much more to offer than had been coming through for all of those years and through the eons of time here. Mm-hmm. And Eric, when he went through his experience in 1993, basically he was the key that opened the door for these new frequencies of healing to come in. And, you know, there is a book called The Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself, which fully explains Eric's story and how one day through some experiences things changed with his chiropractic patients. He had been a very successful chiropractor in Los Angeles for 12 years when suddenly things started taking a new turn in his chiropractic practice and people began to sense other beings in the room or hands touching them before Eric did. Not only that, they were reporting that when they went home, people were having healings around them. Hmm. That was in 1993. So Eric went on quite a quest to find out what is it. Of course, we really can't fully say how it works or what is it, except for the research laboratories worldwide have found that these new frequencies of healing are more comprehensive. They bring more to the table, so to speak, than just the energy, the the bandwidth of energy that was available on the planet for eons of time. This goes into a higher, more comprehensive realm, including light and information. We are connecting to the fullness of the universe, bringing through more, a fuller spectrum of frequencies, not just energy. So, Renee, tell us a little more about that. So Reconnect of Healing is free form. There isn't a technique with this. A lot of um, energy bandwidth healing modalities have counterparts where the practitioner might scan the body or filter or decide where there's highs and lows in the energy field. There's no ritual with this work. So that when we say there's no technique, we mean you simply step to the table, you feel the frequencies, you find something interesting, and you play with it. So Reconnective Healing is totally free form. It's hands off the body. You can work with your hands on the body, but we have found through the research that is far more powerful the further we get away from the body. I'm not talking about distance healing, although we do have certainly do distance healing with Reconnective Healing, but this is about when you're standing and you're in session and you start moving away from the person on the table, there seems to be an amplification, and that not only seems to be, but it shows up in the research that there's an amplification of what is occurring in the interaction with these frequencies and the person on the table and the practitioner. Mm-hmm. gets stronger. With energy, things seem to dissipate. Like when I did Reiki, I worked, you know, sometimes I worked on the body, sometimes I worked just, you know, a few inches off of the body, but I wasn't working 10 or 20 feet off the body or even three feet off of the body. Mm-hmm. So with this work being free, free form, there aren't specific hand positions. We are not channeling energy. As a matter of fact, there is not a transference 
of energy between the person on the table or the animal that we're working with and the practitioner. The setup of correspondence is really between the, the practitioner connects with the universe engaging with these frequencies and observes what is happening on the table or with the animal in this case. The animal or the person that we're working with is also a direct connect to the fullness of the universe. So it's almost like a triangle of, of, of work between the practitioner, the animal, and the universe. So there's no filtering from the practitioner, and there's no transference of energy. So when I go into um, someone's home, to work with their pet, their household pet, or I'm in a barn working with performance horses or cattle, whatever I happen to be working with. It's truly such a divine connection. And we can see what is happening with the animal in their response. Sometimes, I have to insert here that sometimes they don't show any response at all. Like there's what we call registers that happen Mm -hmm. when we're interacting with these frequencies, Mm -hmm. which are involuntary muscle group movements. So when we engage in the frequencies and start facilitating this healing session, there's a group of responses in any species that we might be able to observe. We have high responders, we have low responders, and everything in between, be it a person or an animal. One of the things that we notice first with people are they might it is that they might start going into rapid eye movement now we would probably you and I would call that um REM right mm-hmm. it supposedly i think it's the number is it takes 45 minutes for a person to get into that state under normal conditions mm-hmm. with reconnective healing that Rapid eye movement can start up instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, other muscle group movements, because, you know, I'm talking about working with large animals and small animals, and you just you start observing what are their eyes doing. They may not close their eyes, and we may not see the actual eye movement, but we can watch the small muscle groups around the eyes. There could be activity around the eyes, or there may not. What is actually happening on a heal, healing level is not dependent on what the practitioner is witnessing. But our job is really to interact with these frequencies, make that connection, and observe what is happening, which brings me into a really very important part of the philosophy of reconnective healing, which is its own philosophy. Okay. When we interact with our client or get information about the animal that we're working, we're going to be working with, we never want to know what is wrong. It's very important that the practitioner remain unattached to having any specific result occur. It's very important that our mind is not on what is wrong. It's important that we simply engage, observe, interact. Okay. For however long our healing sessions are, mm-hmm. most most practitioners' sessions are thirty minutes, and that is a minimum. Some people mm-hmm. work longer. Mm-hmm. 
it doesn't take 30 minutes for healing to happen. It's not about the time. Actually, the time that we spend engaged in a session is more about fair exchange in a fee-based practice. In other words, if you show up for healing session or you bring your dog or I'm with your animal mm-hmm. of any kind, and I walked in and I did a few seconds with your animal and go, okay, session's over, you're not going to feel too good about that. Mm-hmm. So the time frame, I just want to make very clear, it's important. That's because we are being compensated for our time, not for the healing. A healing right. can ha- happen spontaneously in just you know milliseconds. Right. So when the practitioner is observing over the period of time that is set for the healing session, we have to remain in a state of allowing where we are not filtering, we are not directing, and we are not focused on what is wrong with that animal. So when I speak with you, the caretaker of the animal, up front in that first conversation, I do not want to know why you want me to come with and work with your animal. Okay. I, most often want to know what kind of animal is it, if it's a dog, you know, what kind of a dog is it. I'm going to ask some questions Mm -hmm. about the personality of the dog, you know, things that I can gauge to know, is it going to be the most beneficial experience for your animal, for for me to show up in person, Mm -hmm. or is it going to be more beneficial to facilitate this healing from a distance? Got it. Because it's all about keeping the animal comfortable. Right. You know, and when a person goes through Reconnective Healing seminars, they really walk out of that seminar on Sunday night fully ready and prepared to facilitate a healing session at the highest level on the planet. They can step into their mastery after just Saturday and Sunday in the seminar Mm -hmm. and see the same kind of healings that Eric Pearl talks about, that some of the most experienced practitioners on the the planets have the planets. Did you like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or um, even people who are not experienced. You know, I had a conversation with a lady yesterday who called me about the Phoenix Seminar coming up at the end of March, and she said, I have to ask you some questions about the seminar. I just got the book. I read the book. And she said, my dog has been in need of surgery for quite a long time, but I didn't have the money for the surgery. Mm-hmm. So I got to the part in the book where they're talking about the exercises, how to, you know, find these frequencies. I just held my hands over my dog. She said, my dog is healed. Wow. Doesn't need surgery. That lady had not been to a seminar. All she did was read the book. Mm -hmm. Wow. So is she able to go out and start a practice calling herself a Reconnect Healing Practitioner? No. Does she have an understanding fully of this work and and would she, would she be able to work with any life form? Yes. Mm-hmm. Would she be able to work with any life form at the highest level on the planet? Maybe not, because there is so much more to this work than that. It's so important that people have a full understanding of, of the reconnective healing philosophy. But there you go. I got another email um, just a couple of days ago from a woman in Europe who is registered for the seminar in Salzburg, and she had a bird in her backyard lying on the ground that was in turmoil and she said that she was drawn to go ahead and you know even though she hadn't been to the seminar try to help that bird and she said she was a little disturbed I have to say in her email she said but the bird died Mm. 
do you think that I did too much? Well, there's the value of going to a seminar. <laughs> One of them is you have to understand that there is an appropriate healing that comes through from the universe. It isn't up to us to decide. Sometimes we can't even really fully comprehend what divinity sees as appropriate, but it was totally divine. Mm -hmm. That bird, she assisted that bird in some way, possibly, to help that bird pass over with less suffering. I really don't know because mm -hmm. I try not to, you know, dilute the whole thing by what I think. But there's a lot of possibilities. But what my communication to her was, you didn't do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. And you aren't the one doing the healing. Right. And when you go through the seminar, you're going to have a full understanding of how to remove yourself from that dialogue as well as to step in without attachment. Oh, clearly, she probably did step in thinking that she was going to heal that bird. Well, mm -hmm. she did. Mm -hmm. There was a healing. Yeah. It's just that some time of transition is the appropriate healing. Right. So there's two stories of people who have had really no experience, yet it was perfect. Awesome. You know, I got another one. I'll just give you another one. A lady emailed me. A lot of the requests for distance sessions come in globally via email for me. And this lady wrote, in and she said, I don't need to really talk to you on the phone. I know what you do, you know, which is unlike a lot of requests that I get, I have to spend a lot of time explaining the work and how is it that distance healing can possibly be beneficial. Mm -hmm. And um, she said, but my dog Socks is in trouble. He's in crises, and the vet has really given me the direction that we need to euthanize the dog. Mm -hmm. Can you help? You know, so I write her back, and I go, well, you know, I can facilitate the session, as you know, but how it's going to come out, I really have no idea. Mm -hmm. So I did one session on that dog, and I got an email the next day. In fact, I'll send you a copy of this email if I think about it afterwards. And she sent me an email the next day, and she said, Socks was at death's door, and today he's his old, he's his old self again. Awesome. It is. Wow. I'm telling you, animals, they don't have some of the baggage of human beings. <laughs> like, they're not thinking, oh, I just want to be healed. And, you know, yeah. when people come to a practitioner, they usually have some idea in mind mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. what it is and how they feel that healing has to come through. It's just as important for the person to step out of the way as it is the practitioner. Right. And I think animals really don't have the need to, well, I just think they live in the moment. And they're not, during the session, whether it's from a distance or in person, thinking about how they think this healing has to happen. They're really out of the way. They're in a state of allowing. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a good point. It's a very important point. It's, one of the, it's a very important piece of information, a segment of the seminars that we spend quite a long time on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, non-attachment. Right. It's difficult, I know, for us to get our small mind, you know, our little mind out of the way and allow the big mind, perhaps the consciousness or spirit or universe or whatever, however you want to call it, um, you know, to do what it's supposed to do. So, Well, I have, obviously, I have a lot of animals myself, and I can tell you that I do save a lot of money on veterinarian bills, but I know mm -hmm. when to call a vet. Mm -hmm. I also know when to call another practitioner. Mm -hmm. And that moment is 
for instance, my Arabian horse had an eye issue, mm-hmm. and all I was seeing was the eye issue. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I hope she doesn't lose her vision. Oh, my Mariah, my baby, you know. Mm-hmm. I went, okay, I'm not going to be able to step into this in my mastery mm-hmm. because I am so focused on her eye. So mm-hmm. I called another practitioner. And, by the way, her eye is fine. Oh, awesome. Yeah, okay. She's got her vision. I mean, as far as I know, I mean, it looks good. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So let's talk about, uh, I know you've said that you feel like animals play an important part in the evolution of humanity and the planet. Let's talk about that for a minute. Okay, well, animals are sentient beings. They're, They're aware. They have wants and they have needs that may differ from those of humans, but they are certainly worthy of respect for indi- from individuals and society. When an animal or a person is introduced to this full spectrum of frequencies of healing, it becomes part of their essence. And in, they, in fact, become like omnidirectional lighthouses. You know, the, the light is shining. I have photographs that show implicitly that something does happen with animals mm-hmm. when they're introduced to these frequencies. This one picture, and I'll send that to you, okay. was actually published in After Dark magazine, the Coast to Coast magazine. Okay. And I always knew that animals would change once they introduce, were introduced to the frequencies, the same as people are. And that somehow the connection for animals to the fullness of the universe occurs without needing the other application of the frequencies, which is the reconnection, which is a whole other story. The reconnection is a different application of the frequencies, but you know, healing is fully, fully reconnective healing is everything one needs to facilitate a healing session. The reconnection is more about life path acceleration and evolution. Mm -hmm. It's a specific pattern. But I had an ongoing conversation for a number of years with somebody at the reconnection who said, you know, I don't agree with you. I think that animals would benefit by the reconnection. And I go, no, actually, I think that they get reconnected. Mm -hmm. I don't think that they need the pattern. And besides, I would like to know Who's going to go and reconnect those 30,000 termites that, you know, hatch every so often, every 30 seconds or so (laughs) in a nest? Mm -hmm. So I do think that animals are evolving. And I think that animals perhaps are here and they have all have their own purpose as well. And one Mm -hmm. of the purpose I see is some of the things that happen globally with the mistreatment, and and this is where I get kind of weepy, okay? (laughs) I start getting pretty emotional about this, um, how animals suffer at the hands of humans. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I I just have to believe that there has to be some higher light in why those things are happening in in a divine plan. And that animals can bring people into their highest level of compassion. I'm not talking about the ones who are observing who are abusing them. I hope that through some of these situations 
globally that occur with animals that people on all levels change, that even people who are abusive or have a tendency towards that wake up to their compassion and to a deeper understanding of all life and how there's an interconnection of all life on the planet. But when I show you this picture of this pattern that shows up multiple times throughout this photograph, and it is clearly a double helix, and the goat's legs literally have disappeared, and they've been replaced by these connections going into the planet. That's when I said, aha, I knew it. That when we bring these frequencies to animals, they actually are are part of it in their essence. These frequencies are part of their essence. And they are also able to share the energy, light, and information with others as well. Maybe not on a conscious level, Mm -hmm. but I can tell you that in the areas that we go into for the seminars, there are research teams that go in and they measure the ballroom. They start doing measurements a few days before we arrive. Mm -hmm. And they get a baseline on the room. And by the time we are in the room, the energy has shifted over that few days time to what is called conditioned space. So there's an intelligence of the universe that knows we're coming and somehow everything starts shifting in that room, holding the space for the seminar. Well, it has been also noted that the room itself, after we're gone, returns after a few days to the baseline where it was before. So there's nothing holding those frequencies in that room. Mm-hmm. But when we are going to sanctuaries, rescue facilities, farms, ranches, barns, you know, worldwide, people's homes, wherever, and we are bringing these frequencies into the environment with the animal, I feel even, I feel that there is a shift in that space. Mm-hmm. When a practitioner is engaged in this work in their space day in and day out, it also becomes conditioned space. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that my healing center in Phoenix is on a mountainside in sort of a, an isolated area because I just happen to enjoy being in a natural environment mm-hmm. in nature. And someone pointed out one day that the only part of the mountain that was flowing in yellow poppies mm-hmm was behind Casa de Caballos. And I went, that is really interesting. And within about 10 days to two weeks, I noticed that the other parts of the mountains were also populated in yellow poppies. Mm -hmm. I went, well, that's interesting. It seems like there's something that has shifted in this part of the planet, that the frequencies are here, and it's just on an accelerated thing, I think. Mm -hmm. So I feel that animals also have that ability, that when we leave a sanctuary and we've worked with these animals at the field trips that we facilitate, that the animals are also sharing the energy and light and information with others. They have not been into any of the sanctuaries to do research, but honestly, I don't need the scientific data to to feel that I have to back that up because we work with water. There's been scientific research done with water, um, just the same as, you know, messages in water with Dr. Rimoto. Mm-hmm. Scientific teams, um, Konstantin Karakov, Gary Schwartz, Bill Tiller, are three of the noted um, scientists worldwide, and also Alex, um, oh, the son of um, Fritz Bob, has also done some research with the reconnection. There's a lot of different research teams. Mm-hmm. 
I don't need that research to know that these animals are changing. Because after all, people are animals, right? Mm-hmm. And we yeah. change. There's a measurable difference in what a person has been in touch with shows up. After being measured before a seminar and coming after a seminar, they've shifted. Their mm-hmm. vibration has shifted. They are, mm-hmm. in fact, changed in what their essence is showing on the data on this equipment. So I talked to Alex Pop, in fact, in Italy last year, and I said, well, have you done any research with any kind of healing modality on animals? He said, no, we haven't because we really haven't figured out how. And I said, well, to me that's pretty easy. I work Mm -hmm. at this bio farm in Mm -hmm. Amsterdam. I'm there annually for a workshop with animals. And I said, why can't we go find some cows, some dairy cows, who have never been introduced to the frequencies, get some milk, measure the biophoton activity in the milk before and after. Mm-hmm. He said, wow, that's easy. We mm-hmm. should do that. It mm-hmm. hasn't been done yet. But that brings me to another part of how animals, I feel, can bring a shift for the greater good on the planet. So if water can change it, the vibration of water can be changed by being introduced to frequencies and clear right mm-hmm. and the yeah. vibration of the water raised and the people who are introduced to the frequencies their vibration is basically raised they're vibrating at a new level no different for animals and what about the products from animals for instance these dairy cows i asked one of bill tillers i mean constantine krakow's guys one time I said, well, what about these dairy cows that we're working with? You know, what about the products that go to market? It's an organic farm. Mm-hmm. And he goes, whoo, that would be yummy cheese. <laughs> so That makes sense. It, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Definitely makes sense to me. So anyway, I just think that, you know, partly it's about them waking up people's hearts into, you know, the highest level of compassion and, and partly it's because they actually can shift the environment. I have worked in, um, oh, for instance, I went to the Mountain Patrol Barn in Virginia Beach mm-hmm. and taught the sergeants mm-hmm. how to, when they open the barn doors, to walk into the barn and walk through that barn just doing what we call charging the field. Yeah. And she was pretty amazed because the horses that were down at the end of the barn were already noticing that something was happening before she got there. Mm-hmm. And when I was working on one of those horses in the barn, I heard a kicking from another stall down the way, and actually I do think that horse was in register. Mm. There's a okay. story in Eric's book uh, about Gary, who his foot was in this gas, metal, this gas pedal motion when Eric was interacting with him, and he had quite a profound healing that's in the book. Well, I thought, wow, I wonder if that horse is having that kind of a response. Now, I was interacting with the horse. I wasn't going to walk down and see. But someone in the barn told me that there were a lot of horses that looked like they were really in a in a space of something they hadn't seen before, mm-hmm. the, the guy. And, you know, these horses, their eyes were sort of closing on a couple of them. There's a couple of horses. Their heads were just kind of hanging out, you know, resting on the, the barn door. So animals are responding and having a reaction in the environment where we go to work, even though we're interacting with a very specific animal. And I can tell you that people at racetracks have figured this out. 
because the owners and the trainers will call me for a very specific horse, and now they understand that the horses in the environment may also have a healing as well. So they'll bring, you know, a horse that needs assistance and put them in the stall across from them or the stall next to them, and, you know, they only get charged for one session. I'm only there working on one horse. Right. That's called entrainment. That's yeah. another amazing <laughs> thing about this work, and and we see this as well in the introduction talks and the essence lectures that Eric does. I mean, there mm-hmm. are spontaneous healings that occur in those Friday night events mm-hmm. often, and he will ask people, you know, to raise their hands if they have something certain going on, and and then he'll pull, he'll pick one person and mm-hmm. do a demonstration in the audience and. Mm-hmm. And um, then he'll check in with the people afterwards, later in the evening, and often other people Mm -hmm. have had a healing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We get feedback on that all the time. Even people that didn't raise their hands for something report later that there was a healing. Pretty remarkable, remarkable stuff And how we truly, it does demonstrate that we are all connected. Yeah. And that we do impact each other. And, you know, we teach children, Val, in two hours. It's, we have a Reconnective Kids program, too, and children learn in two hours what it takes adults a full weekend to really mm-hmm. grasp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. I know that, you know, healing can happen when when it needs to happen. You just open the door and allow it. I know, you know, in my work with animals, I, I see similar things, um, you know, just by... You know, like the one animal will come to me for, a, you know, a specific issue, and it's like we work with the, the whole group. But it's the conscious matrix that they're all connected. That's right. If we update one's energy, you know, one space, um, then they all update. So I think it's really awesome. It so is. So, Renee, how, how can people find out more about this? I mean, if they wanted to uh, know or come learn or, you know, attend a workshop or something, uh, what what would you recommend that they do? I would recommend, first of all, to get their hands on the Reconnection Heal Others, Heal Yourself. Mm-hmm. If there is not a seminar in the near future in their area, um, thereconnection.com. So that's www.thereconnection.com. There's several different segments of that website, of course, but they can find about out about seminars and events in their area. Okay. There's podcasts that okay. uh, that they can listen to. There's healing stories. There's how the work was discovered with Eric Pearl. There's a lot of information about the different programs, Reconnective Animals, of course, mm-hmm. Reconnective Kids, Reconnective Yoga. Okay. And they can look through the schedule of events to see what's coming up in their area or close by. Or, you know, a lot of people travel throughout the world just to get to these seminars because they are so Mm life-changing. And if they scroll down the seminars of events, they'll see several things are posted. And there are Reconnective Animals introductions preceding many seminars. Okay. There's the Essence Lecture. There's usually talks preceding the full seminar weekend in the community where we're going. It'll show if there's reconnective yoga is going to be in that city, reconnective animals, and reconnective kids. Okay. Cool. So the website, again, is www.thereconnection.com. Right. And we want to be sure that everybody gets a copy of uh, Dr. Pearl's book. It's Dr. Eric Pearl, The Reconnection. 
Heal Others, Heal Yourself. Um, is there anything else you want to leave us with to, uh, today, Renee, before we and say? Well, I think everybody should just, you know, live today like there is no tomorrow and live in the presence of the love through your heart and take good care of your animals. I love that. Thanks. You're Thank welcome. you so much for the work you're doing on the planet to change our change our vibration, change our frequencies, change and improve our health and well-being. I really appreciate it, Renee. Thank thanks. You, thanks. Okay. Thank you. All right. Well, um, we'll keep up with you and uh, talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the show. For more information or to listen to other podcasts, go to valhart.com forward slash blog. And if you're someone who values a non-invasive, holistic solution to resolving problems with your dogs, cats, and horses, and you want better behaved, healthier, and happier animals, just go to my website at valhart.com to apply for a complimentary happy animal assessment session. And be sure and remember to look for my CDs on iTunes. Learning how to talk with animals is fun and will change your life. So while you're there at my site, get my free Quick Start Animal Talk course and check out the world's first complete animal communication made easy system. May the love of animals bless you, teach you, inspire you, heal you, and reconnect you to the circle of life.